This is Seven Sports. Good morning, everybody, and welcome along to Buddies for Breakfast here live on Seven Sports Saturday morning, first Saturday of February. Where has the time gone? That is the big one, really. You know, crazy to think that we're in February. We're closely getting to the business end of the season and all of the other cliches you want to throw in amongst that. But yeah, you know, season's hotting up for everybody. You know, at the top end of the table, there are sides within the county that know that they're close to promotion, championships, and, you know, just got to have that one last push and keep going. There's plenty of fixtures at the top end of the table this weekend and also at the bottom as it becomes a little bit dangerous for some of our sides going through uh, in in their leagues, really. But thanks for joining us on this Saturday morning as we go through and uh, look ahead to our pre uh, look ahead to our featured game this afternoon, which will be Gloucester City versus Brackley Town, uh, two sides who are at opposite ends of the, the spectrum in the sense that Gloucester City can't buy a win and Brackley Town just don't really lose many. Um, Brackley looking to try and maintain their title push. Gloucester City, you know, very much so looking over their shoulders. So later on in the show, we've got a clip from the brand new Gloucester City-based podcast, TN Talk, here on 7 Sport. You can listen back to the pre- well, the first episode of the programme. Of course, you don't want to do that now. You can do that at half nine when we're done here. Just go on 7sport.co.uk, um, search TN Talk, go on Twitter at TN Talk Pod, um, and also search on Spotify for 7sport, and it is on there as well. And, you know, we've got a clip, just to give you a bit of a taster later on, in regards to what we were talking about, um, in regards to the Gloss City squad, whether they believe they're too good to go down. It was a good little chat that me, Kelsey, Charlie and Matt had. And also we are then joined by Kelsey DeMaria to preview our live commentary game from Meadow Park this afternoon. But if you want to get in contact with us throughout the programme, as ever, head to Twitter at 7sport, facebook.com forward slash 7sport, info at 7sport.kdk on the email, and 7 underscore sport on the Instagram. I've had a text this morning already. It's a biggie. It's from the boss, Kelsey DeMaria. To asking me to, to push to everybody. If you aren't following us on Twitter, get on it now. We're close to 4,500 followers on Twitter. And it was a milestone, really, because I think about 18 months ago, we were only on half that, I think. Definitely in, definitely about 2,000 we had. So, yeah, we're nearly on 4,500. We then pushed towards getting the, the 5K milestone, which would be a good one for us. And, uh, yeah, go ahead and do that. And if you already are following 7 Sport. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell everybody. Get on Twitter and follow at 7sport and help us boost our numbers, really. Coming up on today's programme, I'm joined, as I said, by Kelsey later on. I'm also joined by Jody Bevan, the Fairford Town manager who managed to achieve a lifetime ambition last weekend by scoring a goal at Meadow Park um, as part of the Battle of the Bulls, Gloucester City Legends versus Rugby for Heroes. And another man who, for me, was a standout performer on the day, joins us in about five minutes' time. Um, it's Cinderford Town manager Alex Sykes. It really was a Cinderford show 
um, last weekend. Him and Will Morford just lit up the place, scored three between them. And you know, you don't want to say it in a negative way because we love Cinder for Town here at Seven Sport, but they actually outscored their team last week. Just throwing it out there. Get the form signed, get the boots back on. You know, other people can marshal their dugout, get them on the pitch. That's what it's all about. But running through the fixtures, as we said, Gloucester City versus Brackley Town in the National League North. In the Southern League, Cinderford host Mangotsfield United. That is a big game at the bottom of the table. That's uh, what we'll chat to Alex Sykes about as well. Uh, Sirencester Town versus Winchester City. Sirencester are top of the Southern League, um, Division 1 South. But Winchester City are one of those sides that are notoriously good in that division. So it's not going to be an easy game for John Bruff's men. But, you know, they've made some cracking signings. Ben Whitehead's obviously returned to the Carinium and now on loan. They've got Zach Kavitza returning. And, you know, that guy is box office on his day. So if he turns up and has a, a good re-debut, could be a good one there for the Centurions. Uh, Melksham Town, who won against Cinderford last week, they host Slimbridge. Slimbridge were very good in midweek against the Anisham United side that, in my opinion, was very poor. And the times I've seen them this season have flattered to deceive somewhat. So Slimbridge were good value for that win. Um, and yeah, it's probably put them in a very, very good position in terms of survival. Need to just get a few more wins under their belt and uh, they, they should be in the Southern League for another season. And then the aforementioned Evesham United, they head to Willand Rovers. That would be another diff- difficult game for Evesham. So, based on what I saw Wednesday night, they're going to have to play a hell of a lot better if they're going to come away with any points, let alone three this weekend. In the Hellenic Premier, there's big games all over. We talked about you know the games coming thick and fast, and at all levels there are massive games. There's a local derby in there as well. Brimscombe and Frupp versus Lydney Town. I believe our man Josh Evans is going to that one. So he'll have live updates for that during our commentary. Um, so that'll be a good one. Harley Price has done a, a preview with Josh, just looking at the game. And uh, he's cursed it in my opinion, by saying that he expects goals and he wouldn't back a nil-nil. So when that finishes nil-nil, we know who to blame. Uh, Countdown hosts Long Levens. Long Levens will be looking to get back to winning ways after two defeats in a row, albeit against the top two. But Long Levens will still be missing Brad Martin and Rudy McKinnon, and they are a different side with those two in it. Uh, Caution Town versus Fairford Town. It'll be a tough one for uh, Jody Bevan's men. We'll talk to him about that. And also, it is Tuffley Rovers versus Hallen in a massive, massive game at the bottom end of the table. Um, Hallen are still quite adrift. Tuffley obviously won last week to give them uh, a better chance of survival. They're going to need to pick up three points today, Tuffley, really, um, just so that they can keep Hallen firmly at the foot of the table. And then, you know, it's one less team to worry about. Ironically, Tuffley probably need a favour from Long Levens today uh, when Long Levens plays play count so toughly are we hoping that both Gloucester based Hellenic Prem sides get three points today ask someone like Warren Mann though if he wants Long Levens to win today and you'll get a firm no but in reality he'd be absolutely buzzing if Long Levens beat count and a massive game at the top of the table which you know every game is for Bishop's Cleave when we've had uh, Paul Collicott on the show last week he talked about you know the cliche of every game's a cup final and they won their cup final last week against Long Levens. And they've got another one today against Westfields away. That'll be a tricky one, though. 
because Westfields are a team that are absolutely flying. And I've said pretty much since Christmas, really, if you look at it, Westfields would probably be running away with the league if they started the season better. And that's a big statement to make. But if you look at their first 12 games, they failed to win half of them. So, you know, that's just not the Westfields we've seen over the last two years. If they had started in a similar fashion than they did in the last two seasons, they they would be top from, from my calculations. And, you know, they were really poor at the start of the season. remember watching them away at Long Levens and, and really was not impressed at all. But, yeah, they're going to have to improve. Um, in the Hellenic Div 1, Clanfield versus Sirencester Development. Siren Development, who are on form at the minute. Three wins in January, three very good wins as well. Littleton versus Cheltenham Saracens. Saracens beaten in the midweek. Probably going to need to win that. It's a, maybe not a must win, but it's definitely a, a must not lose. Pershaw Town versus Morton Rangers. Shortwood United versus Hereford Pegasus. Uh, that is the first game of Ian Soul's tenure in charge of the club and Stonehouse Town versus Bolton Rovers you can read an interview with Chris Burns the Stonehouse Town manager on the website where he previews that one and you know as he said this season it's been an all or nothing season for Stonehouse from their 24 games 11 wins 2 draws 11 defeats you know they, as he rightly sort of said that you know they don't have the ability to, to scrape a result if they're not playing well and and likewise, they're you know, sometimes running away with games. There's no real in-between from Stonehouse this year. Right, guest time. First guest of the programme is going to be Alex Sykes. So we'll get him on. We'll get him on live, as we always do. Hello, mate. Morning, Alex Sykes, live on 7 Sport. How are you, mate? I'm very good, Ryan, you? Yeah, all good. First and foremost, we'll get it out of the way. Last Sunday, Battle of the Bulls, you were in inspired form. What did you make of the game? I don't know about inspired. Um, I, yeah, the game was brilliant. Um, I'd had a number of conversations with Tom Webb prior to it, and I just mentioned that probably one of the best parts will be that hour in the dressing room before going out, and I can certainly assure you it was. Um, just seeing the lads again and getting back together and a group of people in there who all care hugely about the football club, um, but also have had some have shared some brilliant times in the past. It was it was great to be in there. Um, there was chat flying left, right, and centre as you could imagine, um, and that was a pleasure to be around such such people. Really, I've got to be honest. Um, but the game itself, yeah, really enjoyed it. It was nice to play, um, all done for the right reasons. Um, brilliant. I don't know, Lee had mentioned a few things about galvanising the club and getting people back mm-hmm. to the football club. And there were certainly a lot of people who, um, I mean, I was fortunate enough enough to play at Meadow Park years and years ago. Um, and there were certainly a few old faces who came back, but there was a lot of new faces there too. So that was, that was a real pleasure. Were there any players for either side, really, that, that surprised you, in particular the Gloucester boys, were any of the, you know, did you think, ah, oh, he doesn't look like he's going to be up to much, but then on the pitch, he, he surprised you a bit? Yeah, me and Morse are always on a scouting mission, so that was uh, that was one of the reasons last Sunday. Um, but no, I think I think that they all produced what you know what you expect them to do. I mean, I think you look at even from one to eleven, but you look at Matt Bath, you look at Kev Sawyer. You know, they've both still got it as, as brilliant keepers as they were. Um, and then people like Neil Griffiths, Lyndon Tompkins was amazing. So obviously, his dad's my kit manager at, um, at Tinderford. So we, we were trying to sign him in the bar afterwards very quickly. See if he was busy today. 
Um, but there was a few we, we threw that into. But no, it was, it was just a pleasure to be involved in really both sides. Um, you know, it was all done the right way and, and done for the right reasons. And after Sunday, I mean, it's gonna, Morph's got to be starting today, hasn't he? <laughs> we couldn't walk till Wednesday, so uh, that, there might be a bit of a problem there. I spoke to Gary Kemp as well because I was a bit disappointed he was playing for the rugby legends because um, that man is a Gloucester City player. You know, any Gloucester City fans of a certain era will tell you that Gary Kemp's an absolute mm. stalwart on a star. And he is, and he's a, he's a wonderful bloke off the pitch as well. But yeah, I think um, I play a little bit of vets football against Gary as well, and he, he kicked the living daylights out of me about three weeks ago. Um, and he said that the boot was on the other foot this week because he was yeah he was struggling until about Wednesday afternoon Thursday. So yeah, um, it was funny how many how many texts we got on the WhatsApp group for uh, boys who were still in need of an ice bath probably by Thursday lunchtime. I think. Um, but um, yeah, no, Will if he did ever so well, um, he is about the, the, the thing that people possibly don't realise though he's probably about ten years younger than most of the people who were on that field. So um, between him and Tom Webb, they should probably still be the fittest ones on there. So um, <laughs> uh, it was great to see him score twice. Um, I know it's something that we used to rhythm them about when we used to play together um, about his goals to games ratio but no it was, um, I think he really enjoyed it like, like everybody did anybody who's stepped foot on there um, you know Kenny Blackburn being able to play and say that he's played on all four grounds that Gloucester City have played on is just, just an enormous feat to be fair so yeah it was it, it meant so much to everybody I think certainly on the on the Gloucester players team and, and that's why it was such a privilege to be involved and obviously you scored a goal in front of the T-end as well you say obviously <laughs> it didn't feel like that after the first half I thought it was never going to happen the fact that Lee Smith had scored a little tap in at the far end that's all he was worried about as it always is um, and then he had a few boys behind the tee end I think when he was shooting from all sorts of angles second half so it was quite um, quite nice for the stick not to be coming my way but no it's, it's, it's always nice it's, it's, it's always been brilliant to score in a Gloucester City shirt and that didn't change on Sunday I've got to be honest and obviously looking at you know, your Cinderford head on um, last yeah. weekend Plenty of goals in the game, but unfortunately it was a, a result that went against you. Um, what was the, the game like at Melksham? Yeah, I mean, we didn't we didn't start too badly, but I think Melksham certainly did. They got a certain way of playing uh, and they adapted the conditions. It was one of those uh, windy, horrible days. It's a, it's a fabulous stadium and a great pitch, but um, it's it's quite open, so it was it was blowing a gale sort of straight down one way, and, and they certainly adjusted to that better than we did first half. Um, my lads got some words at half time as you can imagine we were 2-0 down and we really weren't competing um, but then second half we came out flying and obviously got back to 2 all. and you thought at that stage and I think anybody watching the game would probably have said there was only going to be one winner at that point um, and then we just were a little bit naive really in all fairness and gave away two sloppy goals then and, and Melksham saw the game out I won't say comfortably but they did a good job towards the back end of managing the game um, so, so coming away with that, that was, I mean, that was disappointing. Um, and I think I know there's lots of cliches going around. I know Collie mentioned that last week about cup finals. I think we're in that position now, um, and it is literally every one game at a time, and you just can't turn the corner because there's so many things going on in our league with certain teams beating others. You just have to look after your own form, and, and we've got to be better at that. Um, there's definite signs of improvement. I mean, mm-hmm. certainly since I've been there, but we've we've certainly got a group that me and Will believe in, and we've added to that this week, and we're, we're permanently looking to add to it. Um, just to improve us and, and just to give us that lift and that boost. But February, I mean, February is massive, I think, for everybody in our league. But there's, I think we've got six or seven games. We've played midweek for, for, I think, three weeks of it. So um, there's, there's a lot of points up for grabs. So that's the good news. Um, and, and we're ultra positive going into today. And obviously you mentioned today, Mangersfield, and, and you know, you've got Slimbridge coming up. You were there on Wednesday night watching Slimbridge and, you know, they got their win. So it's made that gap a little bit bigger as well. You know how big are you know the next couple of games really? 
Yeah, I think they're massive for the club. I think the key thing for me as a manager is obviously trying to take, I say, take that little bit of pressure off the lads we've got in the dressing room because it's a game of football that, yes, we've got to win, but realistically, we've, we've had to win 20-odd games to here. So it, you've, you've, just got to, you've just got to approach it with a, with a clear mind um, and a strong mindset. And, and like I say, today, different task, Mangotsfield, they're very direct, so we'll know what, exactly what we're going to get today. Um, and then we move on to move on to Tuesday. I was I was very impressed with Spearsy's um, boys on uh, on Wednesday night when I came to watch watch the game, um, and a few of, few of my ex students in that team as well. So that's always to the point when when you've got lads you used to teach who are playing against you, similar to last Saturday when Jay Malshansky scored twice. Um, it's a bit of a kick in the teeth, but um, but it's great to see. And, and like I say, the, the league is that competitive, top to bottom. That I think you said before, anybody can beat anybody, and um, and certainly with a with a few um, pennies that maybe Barnstable are, are throwing around, they're going to be um, no mugs now for the rest of the season. Uh, and everybody's just scrapping away for everything they could possibly get, and, and we're no different. And then bringing it back to, to obviously you mentioned that you you strengthened in the week. Um, Dylan Jones obviously coming in. What can we expect to see from him in the coming games? Um, well, uh, hopefully see see pace, directness, direct approach, um, and obviously somebody's been playing at a better level recently. Um, Dean Clark, Clarky over at Merthyr was uh, was great to let me know he was available. Um, so we've managed to secure that this week with international clearance and everything else. Um, and again, he's a pacey, strong young lad. Uh, he'll play wide, could play up front, could play midfield. So he's a bit versatile as well. It just gives us more options, really. Um, and at this stage, that's what we need. We need quality options. He was at Salisbury at the start of the season and I think he did really well there. He was on a contract there. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's got good quality and good pedigree. So, um, that's the sort of lads, you know, that we've got to look to bring in now is, is things that's going to strengthen what we've got already. Um, and I appreciate we need probably some bodies over February as well in the, in the amount of games we're going to get. Um, Touchwood, we've not been ravaged by injuries recently, but, um, we certainly need to improve the output of what we're actually doing. So that was the reason, really. And then obviously after Sunday, are you tempted to, you know, get a player form signed? <laughs> no, I did. Uh, I did mention that to my chairman a couple of weeks ago, and I said, "If we're really that short, I might have to sign a form." But no, I'm at nearly 48. I'm uh, uh, I'm long gone on that that respect. I think I think vets football is about the best I can even possibly do. Um, but Will, on the other hand, you know, he's, he's featured in a few games this year, and that's nothing to say that we won't use him definitely. Um, and like I say, at the I think the meek old age of about 35, I think he's still got a lot left to offer, certainly for what we need. Um, so you'll probably see a bit more of him in the next 14 games. Um, but yeah, for me, it's uh, definitely watching brief. <laughs> and you know, obviously, you want to keep your cards close to your chest today. But can you give us any early team news for you, for your boys? Yeah, we're pretty similar to last week, really. Obviously, Dylan will come straight in. Um, we've got a couple of little changes. We've also in the last two weeks we've got Harrison Lee in on loan from Chippenham as well. So uh, another strong lad who's come from a you know a better level. So hopefully, we're improving all the time. Um, we, it'll just be it'll be very similar to last week. Um, not a lot of. Uh, uh, changes to be fair, uh, and again we'll just see how we go tactically. You know, we'll see what we've got today, and, and obviously what we're up against is a bit of a different. And I'm always a bit of work on Thursday in training on our shape, and yeah, it'll probably be very similar. Perfect, Alex. Well, thanks very much for for joining us on the program today, mate, and uh, we look forward to catching up with you soon. Yeah, no worries. I just want to send a shout out to Sammy Pryor as well. I know he's had a difficult week, so um, just uh, sending lots of regards to him. All right. Perfect. Thanks very much for joining us, mate. Cheers, right. Take care. Alex Sykes there joining us on the programme. Uh, Cinderford against Mangotsfield United today. That's going to be a huge game at the Causeway. Get yourself down there if you're in the area or looking to get to a game. Obviously, we encourage you to go to any game you possibly can. Um, you know, Gloucester football. It's on a high at the minute. We're, we're all riding that wave. 
men, women's, under 18s, you know, the, the scene that we have at the moment is absolutely thriving. So get on that while you can. Uh, we've got Jodie Bevan coming up in just a second. Um, but before that, he gets the fixtures back up and we start with the County League. Um, which obviously is still two o'clock kickoffs at this stage. Gala versus Broadwell Amateurs, Littlestoke Hannam, uh, Patchway versus Bromley Heath, Ruadine Hill versus Hardwick, Sharpness versus Frampton. It's, it's looks like the standout game. You look at the table, yeah, it is. It's uh, fourth versus third in that one. Um, potentially, whoever loses that may just see their title ambitions completely diminished, although the top two. Wick and Shirehampton are slightly pulled away. Wick, they host Quedgley and Shirehampton host English Bickner. English Bickner, who now don't have a manager at the moment after uh, Darrow Addis stepped away. Uh, in the Challenge Trophy, Henbury versus AK Bocco. So they won't be in county action today. They'll be playing each other in the County Cup. Um, in the Northern Senior League, Division 1, it's Breeden, Charlton Rovers. Brockworth Albion versus Barclay, Chalford versus Andoverford, Kelsey Demaria's allegiances will be divided in that one, I believe. Um, he hasn't confirmed. He probably will just say up the Ford, so he covers both there. Charfield versus Abbey Mead Rovers, Cheltenham Civil Service versus Long Levens Reserves, Dursley Town versus Upton St Leonard's, Harrow Hill versus Williston, and Lydney Town Reserves versus Whitecroft in a lovely local derby out in the forest. Division 2 with the Northern Senior League is Winchcombe Town Barnwood, uh, Broadwell Amateur Reserves versus King Stanley, uh, Chesterton versus Staunton Course, Frampton United Reserves versus Falcons, Leonard Stanley versus Lakeside, and Smith's Barometrics versus Tewkesbury Town. So, all the fixtures are on the website. Go to sevensport.co.uk and you can view all of those. It goes all the way down to the Stroud League, Cheltenham League, and also the North Gloucestershire Divisions. Um, but yeah, that is all the fixtures gone through. Time to get another hero from the Meadow Park game last weekend on the phone. And a man who had previously told me in his Inner Spotlight interview that he hadn't scored in front of the T-end or played at Meadow Park. He did both. Let's get him on. Hello. Morning, Jody Bevan, live on Seven Sport. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad at all, mate. First and foremost, we we, we had a chat with Sykesy there, and we we started with it. We'll start with you as well. Battle of the balls. You got your minutes on the pitch. You got your goal in front of the T end. What was the experience like for you? Oh, it's just great to be back. Really, it's just you know, great day. Really, as I said, we were very lucky to play in the period I t- I did with a with a great group of lads and. Um, yeah, see so many of them coming back again. It was, um, yeah, it was a superb day. Um, yeah, I wasn't too keen on, going to say, I've been moving around very, very slowly all week, <laughs> to be honest. My knees are still absolutely battered. Um, but, yeah, roll on next year. Hopefully we can do it again. Well, you came on and you came on at the left wing, which was uh, alarming. Yeah, that, that, was a, that was a blast from the past, that one. I think that was about 20 years since I've played there. Who made that decision? <laughs> Ken, Ken, Kenny Blackburn made that one. Gonna say, well, we had a, we had loads of strikers, so I said I, I just wanted to go and try have a have a trot out there. To be honest, and one of the first things you did on the left wing is you fell over right in front of Jamie Reid, who looked absolutely oh, static. Absolutely, gonna say that's all he's gone on about all week. <laughs> and the worst thing is, it was caught on camera, so yeah, it's not <laughs> not been ideal. But you know, the, the goal itself. 
bullet header at the back post, rose like an absolute salmon. Was that what you dreamt about the night before? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't quite go that far. As I said, going to say I was getting getting a bit of stick to be honest from the goals. We're going to say smudge and scored, which was obviously very popular with the crowd. I'd never never known a, uh, a goal be booed at, during a game before at Meadow Park. So yeah, I was getting a bit of stick at half time. So uh, yeah, it was just nice to you know shut a few up. Because <laughs> I, I, I saw in the, the warm up, you were sort of just peacocking around on your own, and I said to Kelsey, "I was like, look at look at look at Bevan. He's just, and it almost looked like you were just pulling out some DDP yoga moves just on Meadow Park's like pitch. It was incredible, it was incredible to watch it. <laughs> Honestly, it has, has to be done. Has to be done nowadays with myself. Of voice on. I said, Medeza, a nightmare, absolute nightmare after, after the game, but." Such word. The rest of the body was absolutely absolutely fine. Whereas, yeah, if I'd have tried that two or three years ago, then I said I might as well have just written off the week. To be honest, but we asked uh, we asked Alex Sykes, and we'll ask you as well. Um, you know, were there any players that surprised you at how good they still were? Um, I wouldn't say surprised me because I mean I think a lot of it, as we get going to say, certainly as a lot of us get into our forties, it's. It comes down to fitness, but I mean, Lyndon was immense um, mm. at the back, um, uh, and uh, you know, Webby's just Webby. He's an mach- absolute machine still. So, just getting up and da- up and down all the time. So, I guess it's the fitness that really stands out, you know, more than anything. That um, once we get a bit older, um, you know, that's all. But why most of us have stopped? We could probably still play the game to a degree, but the, just the legs and. Uh, the lungs don't work as well anymore. And after Sunday, are we are we in a shot for Bevan starting today at Caution? One hundred percent, one hundred percent not <laughs> in the squad. Bevan eighteen, is it? No, 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 no chance whatsoever. <laughs> Depriving the people of what they want there. Um, <laughs> looking ahead to that game today, then Caution away. Um, you know what kind of game are you expecting from Caution? They've been a, a side that when I've seen them, they haven't really lived up to what they're you know position in the table suggests to me but people have told me that they you know have played well against them and maybe I just haven't seen it but yeah. what, what do you expect I think you can say that probably about uh, probably any of the sides um, to a degree probably from second all the way down to eighth or something like that mm-hmm. to some degree they just haven't you know it's just that consistency you know you catch them on a good day and they're a very very good side um, but yeah I haven't been able to keep the, the consistent I'm expecting a really tough game to be fair um, you know we've not played them yet, so it's a bit of a step into the unknown. I can't remember ever being there, having ever gone there uh, in my career either. So it's a step into the unknown. Um, yeah, I've got you know I've got a few injury problems um, as well, but um, I've got a plan up my sleeve, and um, hopefully we'll go there. Um, you know we could implement it, and um, you know come out the other side. I mean we've got players, we've got players that will always cause you know if if we. If we click, then we've always got players that are cause teams problems. Yeah. So, um, you know, again, I don't go there with any fear. You know, we're in this not a position. I, you know, obviously the we're in a position in the league that I don't want to be in. But you know, we're we're not going up, we're not going down. Um, so, other than the pressure in my own kind of head and body, um, you know, it's I can go in relatively. You know, I, I'm, I'm not worried. Whatever the result will be, will be. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I said, the, I've set the lads a target of what I want to achieve over the rest of the season. And um, 
yeah, put it this way, there's not going to be any slacking off or anything like that. So, yeah, we're there to go and uh, we're, we're we're going there to go and get a result. You, it's sort of funny there when you mentioned that you know you've got injury problems. In my head, straight away, I thought that this you know story of your season, isn't it? If you could describe Fairford's season in, in sort of one sentence, it would be yeah, we got injury problems. Yeah, it's been it's been a funny season uh, in the fact that we've tended to when we've got injuries, we've tended to get them in bulk and in one particular area. So we've had, we've either had a load of forwards out, load of defenders out, and in the case today, you know, we're missing a load of midfielders. So um, you know, when it's you know when you're going to get injuries, so it's no excuse. But as I said, it's rare that it's. I said it just seems to have been always targeted one area, which yeah. makes it. Really, really difficult, and uh, as I said, it's you. You, you then go there with a with a plan to do things, and um, sometimes it's it's you know it's it's harsh on some players because suddenly the easiest thing to do is right. I'm going to go big and strong. You're going to you know as a result kind of set out. So the more shall we say flair creative players tend to be the ones that suffer through no fault of their own. But you got to you know that's what the manager at the end of the day you get. You know, you're there to make the decisions and uh, try and win games. So, um, yeah, as I said, I'll be. I'll, it's one of these seasons where, um, yeah, I kind of look at Collie at Bishop's Cleave, going to say, kind of quite jealous and wish I wish I was up there, um, you know, challenging him. But we're not, and um, so we got to think, right, we want to be there next season. And also, you got to bear in mind as well. You know, you've got Corsham today, and then. You've got the the county cup game against Long Levens in midweek, yep. so you know the games are still coming thick and fast for your team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's a. <laughs> let's not go on about the league fixtures because it's. I said we had no game that last Saturday, so we've got a fortnight without a game. Uh, we play today, we play Wednesday. No game next Saturday. Um, it's it's madness to me, but there we go. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> well, I know you don't want to get in trouble, but obviously we, we spoke to Sam Pryor last week, and, and it, you know I'm going to have to ask you about it as well. Um, I've, I've been quite vocal on social media about my thoughts in regards to the Hellenic League Cup. That's you know yes. been, we've been told for six months that it's going to happen after the season's finished. It's yeah. now going to happen the week commencing the 21st of March, when there's still an island of games to be played in the middle of April a whole month after everyone else has played their last game of the season. Um, yeah, your thoughts to that? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we're not going to be in the top five this season or top three challenging for promotion. That, that's, if I was, I'd be absolutely fuming. Um, the thought that you could be potentially go six weeks without a game or six weeks without a league game. Yeah. Um, and then go into a playoff to get promotion into the Southern League. Um, against the Southern, a potential Southern... Against the Southern League yeah. side that have played for... It exactly. is absolutely crazy. Um, yeah, we all want what's good. I mean, the league have got to, I guess, make money and revenue. And I guess this great... You know, it, it seems to be all to be, you know... the. <laughs> from the like I said, from the outside looking in, like I said, I don't want to, uh, you know say things it just looks like the league care more about a groundhopper's weekend rather than the welfare of the players and probably more more so the coaches who you know mentally this season has just been as I said just been tough as has the last few seasons um, yeah. we don't seem to get 
<laughs> we don't get many breaks ourselves, put it that way. Because the thing that I don't get as well is even this week when you properly look at it, obviously the Groundhopper weekend is being preserved as this you know great weekend, which it is. You know, I'm not, not diminishing that yeah. at all, but you're going to go into non-league day on the 26th of March where, you know, people you know are encouraged to go and watch non-league football and i mean this with the biggest respect in the world to the hellenic league you know i love watching hellenic league everyone who follows seven sport knows how much you know and how many games of the hellenic league football that we watch over a course of a season but if you're uh, a fan who is trying to get into non-league football you're not going to have a hellenic league league match to go and watch you'll have to go watch a a potential duff cup game where one of the sides or both of the sides may not be taking it seriously why would you go to that if in the step above especially around Gloucestershire why would anyone go and watch you know yourself along Levens who your football season's finished yeah so you're I'm not saying you or Craig Martin and Mike Palmer are going to do it but you know half your players could be off sunning themselves after a nice season, whatever, you know, Sykes could be in the bar instead of on the pitch. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. Why would I go and watch that when I can go and watch Styron Sester Town play in a league game and they potentially could win the league or, or you, know, you know, it's helping them try and gain promotion. Surely there's no incentive on non-league day, which is something that's pushed all over the country in non-league football, there is no incentive to go and watch Hellenic League football. I think you've said it all there, Ryan. I'm going to say that um, I agree 100%. Um, yeah, the way I've read the email that come through is that I think there's only, they said we commence in the 21st, so I presume that will be on a Saturday, you know, it will be the Saturday the 26th. And I think they're saying, you know, most teams will have a buy in that first round. Yeah. So presumably, you won't even play. There will be, there won't even play. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I said, I, I get frustrated with it and I have done for, the five years I've been in charge in that mm. um, there's no the problem I have with the Hellenic League is there's very we're not asked we're not asked our, we're literally told often given told via email um, potentially less than seven days in a you know some between ten and seven days between between before a game being changed and it's it, you know there's no rhyme or reason for it um, you know I said, the fact that a season's finishing on the 19th of March is just truly <laughs> astounding. I've just realised um, it was supposed to finish on non-league day, but they yeah. moved games. Yes. So they've literally done that to themselves. That's yeah. mind, yeah. mind-blowing. I, I, mean, I think it was crazy it was finished. You know, In my eyes, a league season should finish at the... You know, It always has done in the seven league. Non-league football finishes at the end of April. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd feel for, you know, Stuma Chairman and other clubs, basically, you know, who try to run their club as a business. Yeah. Um, and then we're along, you know, we're potentially, um, I think we are, at, I've got a feeling we're at home on the 19th. But then that's it. Yeah. That That is it then, uh, you know, potentially, all right, we might get a cup game, but you, you don't get as big a crowds for certainly early, early round cup games. Um, you know, we'll be struggling to, you know, feel the cost of the referees probably with, mm. with the attendances. So, you know, it's it's just very, very frustrating. I think at times things are, are, you know, if they just consulted with clubs better than um, 
than what they do. Um, it could be just so much better for everyone. I, I, I've never understood why they just don't have, you know, these are, I, I appreciate we've had a very good year this year with um, weather. You know, we haven't really had any uh, spells of bad weather that wiped out any games. And they probably anticipated this season, you know, um, certainly around Christmas time, they probably expected, you know, COVID breaks and what have you. Um, so I've got to, you know, I'll give them a bit of slack, but to a degree, we have these problems every single year for one reason or another. And it, it's just got to be better, got to be better next season. Because realistically, for, for, for me, it's, they, they've made a rod for their own back in the sense that they've moved games forward and, and, and what have you to do this cup competition. And they did have their hearts set on doing the group phase into the knockout, yeah. which realistically, for how early the season is finishing, is absolutely fine, except the fact you have that Islander Games a month later, you have the, then the promotion, and then also you take into account that they also said that it won't start until the season is finished. Well, then technically, the season wouldn't finish for the Hellenic League until the side who finished second in the Premier have played that playoff game, which probably won't be till May. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. you know, it's just poor planning from the very beginning for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as I said, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't want to be a fixture planner, but, um, you know, the games we play, you know, back in August, like, it just be weird. We, we play, to, you know, we play teams twice by, you know, mid-September. We haven't played Caution yet this season. Yet we played their, our next two league games Caution. are against Ca- yeah. are against Caution over the space of ten days. Um, just doesn't say, you know. I don't see how <laughs> I, I don't get how difficult it could be to just say right. You know, week numbers one to thirty eight. This is the fixture you're going to play all nineteen teams in the first nineteen yeah. week, and then play them again. You know, just like the Premier League do. Um, you know, I appreciate there's cup competitions, FA Cup runs, FA Pass, and what have you. That can get changed. But then, you know, leave the clubs to organise that. Yeah. They can do that. You prioritise um, so, your ground shares. Exactly. Yeah, you prioritise the ground shares, right. So the league above, this team are playing at home on this day, this day. Right, so that means they're going to play away this day, this day. I mean, yeah. it, it shouldn't be too too hard at this level to be able to do that. You look at yeah. the bank holidays, you put local games in there, um, you know, what, and what have you. It, it doesn't need an awful lot to, to play with. You look at your midweeks and say, right, there's not any travelling to Berkshire this year. So, you know, midweeks, really, there isn't any, you know, there isn't any really, really long trips even to have midweeks. So then midweeks aren't too much of an issue now. Um, obviously, you don't want to give everyone, you know, just away midweek games. So yeah. it's not, I, I don't think that it would be too hard to do it. Yeah. I, I don't, but if you go, going to say, if you ever have the delight of going to a Hellenic League AGM meeting, you'll find that apparently it is. So, <laughs> well, it's yeah, yeah. I would, I've only ever been to one, put it that way. <laughs> well, Jody, um, good luck today away at Corsham. Uh, we'll see you on Wednesday night for the County Cup game against Long Levens, and uh, can't wait to watch Fairford Town on a cup run uh, at the end of March. Lovely job. All right. Cheers, Ryan. Cheers, Jody. Thank you. And there we go. Jody Bevan join us on the program. And every week, we you know it, it make it boring a little bit. But we've spoken to Sam Pryor last week. Jody Bevan this week. It just is a strange, strange situation. Um, and it's getting more and more absurd. But it's, 
it's something I feel quite passionate about. You know, as I said to, to Jody there, you know, Seven Sport, we do cover a lot of Hellenic football. Um, you know, I don't shy away from that fact that the majority of the games that we cover is in the Hellenic League. But with the teams that are located in and around Gloucestershire, the teams that, you know, we interact with on a, you know, daily basis and, and you know, get good response from in terms of fans and, you know, people who are interested in reading about uh, the Hellenic clubs, not just the Premier, the Div 1 and also the Div 2 club, like sides. So, you know, we, we are very heavily invested in that Hellenic League and, yeah, some of the decisions are, are crazy. Like, for example, a couple of years ago, you know, we're, we're new to the Hellenic League. We're trying to, you know, make moves ourselves and make a bit of waves on what we want to do at Seven Sports. So I emailed the Hellenic League, said to them, look, you know, you have cups. We have a radio station. You know, why don't we, you know, do the cup draws for you? do it live, you know, like TalkSport do with the, the FA competitions for the non-league sides, um, and was just given a, a sound um, no, really. Apparently, it was um, the sponsors didn't trust us or, you know, didn't believe that it would be the right thing to do, despite the fact the draw's done in a gentleman's house, just him and his wife sat there in front of their fireplace doing a draw. So, you know, I don't see what difference that is than, you know, me and Kelsey sat here streaming it for everybody. Everyone would be able to, you know, participate in that. You know, it'd be a, an online interest in the Hellenic League. You know, people from outside the Hellenic League clubs would be able to access that and watch that and interact with that. But no, instead, it's done behind closed doors and then just released. Um, you know, without any warning, as Jody Bevan said. There, sometimes they get a couple of days' notice before a fixture, which, rightly or wrongly, <laughs> is how they run their league. So, yeah. Uh, the Hellenic League teams that have been moved into that league uh, this summer well the summer just gone Cribs for example they're all learning the hard way a little bit that you know it's uh, it's my my party and I'll cry if I want to kind of situation um, right what we're going to do we're going to go for a song and then when we come back a clip of the brand new Gloucester City Podcast, TN to Talk, myself, Kelsey DeMaria, Charlie Hughes and Matt Yates. We recorded the first episode last week, it went out. Good response, good feedback, both positive and negative on how we can improve the show, that's what it's all about. Um, we're going to record the second one this weekend after Gloss City Brackley. So I'm going to play you a clip of the show and then afterwards we're joined by Kelsey just to, to go through a little preview of what to expect at Meadow Park this afternoon as Gloucester City take on Brackley Town. But first, a classic to get you waking up this morning. It's Chelsea Dagger by the Fratellis and then a clip from the TN Talk podcast. I had a little look just before we started recording this and the last time we scored from open play was against Spennymoor on is it the 4th of December, round about then. So that's going to be two months Nearly now two we've months, gone yeah. without scoring. From open play, and I think that's probably why Hereford would have taken their foot off the pedal on Tuesday because they knew that we haven't we haven't scored for two months. What's the point of them putting in all that effort if they think that we're not going to go and do anything? Yeah, you can kind of yeah you kind of see that you know that's what Mantle is now trying to bring more players in. You know that's why Matt Green has been brought into the club, so provides a bit more of an outlet. I mean, we'll get on to sort of talking about 
players individually and where we see the future for the Gloucester City squad moving forward towards the end of the podcast. Um, I want to move it on actually to something. Charlie made a really interesting point, not in this podcast because he hasn't made any interesting points so far at all. Um, <laughs> sort of off off area. <laughs> last, I think it was last week. Um, in the wake of, I can't remember which game it was. I think Ben Nugent had done a match preview or a, or a match review or something, yeah. saying that the you know the the season was in danger of petering out. Were the exact words that he used, I think. Um, and it kind of raised a few questions about: Do the Gloucester City players actually know that they're in a relegation battle? And what is their man's mentality? Because that right there screams to me that the the I don't know whether obviously Ben Nugent doesn't speak for the whole squad, obviously, but that particular quote just absolutely seemed like Ben Nugent thought that Gloucester City were in a much better position than they actually are. It's almost like players say that they don't look at the league tables and things like that all the time, but you've got to realise that you know you're not a good football team at the moment and you're not going anywhere. I, it's, um, it's raised a few questions on Gloucester City fans forum as well, uh, sort of similar points. Uh, Charlie, I don't know if you want to expand on sort of what, what your thoughts are on that one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was a little thing that he wrote for the club website. Um, it was during the week, a couple of weeks ago, just to like give the fans a little bit of an update or, looking through to see what's going on inside the change room. And he said in that, that if we don't pick up form soon, then the season is going to peter out. And you know, a couple of people also said, which is a bit of an odd thing to say when we're down by the relegation zone. And a few days later, the club YouTube did a um, interview with Jake Cole. And he said something similar in that as well, about how the aim is still to try and get to the playoffs, but, we need to pick up form soon. Otherwise the season's just going to fizzle out. Uh, and it's kind of raised a few questions of, well, yeah, do the players realise what's going on? And I remember back at the Trust AGM last summer, um, Alex Peverin, the, the chairman, saying about how, if you look at the squad and the players that we've brought in, for a lot of them, like Matt McClure, Jake Cole, they've, played in the championship before they've played in league one they've got experience of playing pretty a pretty decent standard of football and they're not used to playing down in in non-league football let alone national league north and it's almost a, a bit like i don't know what the right way of saying it is but it's almost like they can't see themselves getting relegated. it's deluded is they, it? they, they think they're better than than the position they're in Essentially, that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, it's what you hear when you watch the the football league um, on Sky Sports or BBC or whatever. You know, you you sometimes get the quote of the players almost think they're too good to get relegated. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and I think there's there is a, a chance that with Gloucester City that is happening. For the best sports coverage in the West, visit sevensport.co.uk. And there we have it. A clip from the brand new podcast that we have here on Seven Sport, dedicated to all things Gloucester City. It's TN Talk, and we'll be recording the second episode uh, later 
this weekend after Gloucester City have played Brackley Town. That is also our featured game this afternoon on Seven Sport. And I'm delighted to say that my, well, I say co-commentator, he's going to be the main commentator for the afternoon. It's Kelsey DeMaria. And, uh, well, we're going to have a chat, aren't we, Kelsey, about, about today's game. What are you expecting from today's game? Yeah, hello. Um, nice to be back on, on Buddies for Breakfast, first time um, for a while. Yeah, um, it's a difficult one, to be fair, because City have been really hit and miss um, over the last sort of few weeks. Uh, there's been parts of me where I've, where I've looked at them and, and thought, yeah, do you know what? Actually, they've got a decent they've got a decent team here that can, you know, grind out results and you know against the top teams in the league, which which Brackley are literally, I think, the top team in the league, um, sitting top of the table. Um, but then there's been other other points where I've just thought, do you know what? This City team really will be lucky to stay up this season in the National League North. So to, today is a massive, massive test. Um, I know when we interviewed Lee Mansell after the Hereford game, ahead of the Kidderminster game, he was basically saying that, that every game is, is, is basically a must-win. I don't necessarily know whether I agree with that. Games like this, I don't think you should be putting a label on as a must-win. I think a must-not-lose heavily would, would be, mm-hmm. um, would be a, a more apt um, description. But, you know... It's Gloucester City. Literally anything could happen with City. There's no givens with this team at the moment. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to a commentary, getting back down to Mead Meadow Park as well to watch uh, a competitive game of football after um, after that battle of the balls was was anything but. But it was good fun. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, mate. Because we spoke about it on the podcast. If anyone uh, who hasn't listened to the full podcast uh, wants to, go to our Anchor FM account, go on 7 KDK. And also search Seven Spot on uh, Spotify. You'll be able to listen to it in full. But one thing that we we spoke about on the podcast was, you know, there is that big carrot of Farsley uh, next week. So could potentially City be caught complacent? You know, thinking, oh, you know, we're not we're not we're not favourites to get anything from the game today, and that game next week's probably bigger. So you know, is that potentially a distraction? It's a risk. It is a massive risk. And I think, naturally, Gloucester City fans will be looking at next week and thinking, you know, today is not really any any worry for us. We're probably... City are on a hiding to nothing today, I feel like. You know, you, you play in top of the league, you can literally just go out there and play with no fear. It's a free so, shot, isn't it? Exactly. Absolutely. Um, games like this. How many times have we seen Gloucester City sides in the past the one that springs to my mind immediately is when Hensford came to Wadham Road and Gloucester were bottom of the league. Hensford were top. City on an absolute hiding to nothing. They beat them 5-1. Mm. So, you know, I'm not saying that Gloucester are going to go put five past Brackley because I, I, <laughs> I don't see that happening. Um, but it is absolutely a free shot. And next week is the big one. That That game, I think we said on the podcast, is pretty much going to decide where Gloucester's season goes. Yeah, yeah, completely. Um, you know, going in, looking ahead to today's game, finally, just before we uh, let you go, you know, personnel-wise, City have been quite quiet in terms of, you know, bringing anyone in, you know, announcing whether players like Dejan Noel-Williams has, has left the club. 
you know, what are you expecting line-up wise? Do you expect changes? Yeah, um, it's with City. I never like to try and predict the lineup because I, I, I always feel like a, t- a team that I pick for City, I'm, I'm going to pick players like Kevin Dawson and it actually turns out that they're suspended so <laughs> Kevin Dawson probably is suspended for this game I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know I mean he's suspended for most games at the moment to be fair um, it's a weird one because the question is do City play you know that out and out strongest possible lineup and see what they can do or maybe do if a player, you know, if a couple of players might be carrying slight knocks, if they might be sort of fifty-fifty, do you just then leave them out because you're looking ahead to next week instead? So, Lee Mansell's got a lot of lot of decisions to make. Personally, if it was me, I would be prioritising next week. I I don't think that's too too out there to say. Um, so, I wouldn't I wouldn't like to try and pick the starting lineup for for Goth City. Because um, I don't know whether Ben Nugent and Ben Gehring also might be out through yellow card suspension yeah. as well. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure about that yet. I'll have to check before we go down there later on. Um, so if if they are, you're looking at you're looking at Jordan Thompson and what Dan Ledbetter going to slot in at, at, at centre back maybe? Or they're not. They're not strong at centre back because obviously no. Tom Harrison's injured as well. So unless they've got an iron in the fire before before kickoff, um, I don't see don't see where City are going to be strong in defence if Gehring and Nugent are out. Well, um, you have to think if they look to the under twenty ones, for example, Lee Cook potentially could get a game. But you have to remember Jack Sparks now at, at Slimbridge on a dual wedge, so mm, you know even that uh, could potentially limit the opportunities that they're going to have. It's a big it's a big ask though to put someone like I mean I've seen Jack Sparks play for the for the under twenty ones, and I think he's, you know he's a solid player for that level at the moment you know I, I do think he's got a, a bright enough future but whether whether National League North level is that where that future heads I, I, I just don't know but it would be a big ask to to throw him in there against the league leaders who have you know very experienced players and mm. Jack Spark is a player who has played you know primarily under 21s and, and Hellenic League football um, and obviously a couple of games here and there in, in the Southern League as well. So, tough task. I don't think Lee Mansell will be too disappointed and sort of, you know, tearing up the the uh, the game plan or the season plan if Gloucester don't win today. Uh, a point would be a fantastic result for them. But, yeah, I think this game is, is kind of on the back burner a little bit already, in my opinion, Uh Farsley next week is a big one well there we have it Kelsey DeMaria thank you very much mate for joining us on the show we'll get you on uh, throughout the rest of the season and obviously we'll hear from you live on commentary later on today mate great to be back on mate yeah looking forward to the commentary hopefully everyone has a a listen and there we have it we're done for the the programme this week but it's for breakfast a reminder you can join us back here same time next weekend for more uh, local football previewing of fantastic action. Join us from Meadow Park this afternoon for live commentary of Gloucester City versus Brackley Town. And of course, uh, check out the next episode of TN Talk, soon to be released. It will be on Monday. Hopefully, we'll be talking about a Gloucester City win. 
Um, but that's all. Check 7sport.co.uk throughout the week for all the latest updates and goings on within non-league football within the county. Thanks for joining us. For the best sports coverage in the West, visit 7sport.co.uk.